Listening Dog Media. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The FIFA Women's World Cup 2015. Brought to you by the Offside Rule and Audio Boom. Hello and welcome to the Offside Rule. We get it and our Women's World Cup special. We're so looking forward to heading out to Canada. Three days to go until we leave. Lindsay Hooper. Three days to go and not an ounce of packing has been done yet. Uh, Neither of us are that prepared, are we? (laughs) We're not. You've got myself and Lindsay for the next month plus, actually. It's probably just over a month uh, that we'll be broadcasting uh, from Canada. And we'll also be leading in and leading out here in the UK. I'm so excited about going. What I'm most excited about is just absorbing myself in women's football, unadulterated women's football. I'm looking forward as well to soaking up the atmosphere because I do think that this is going to be the highest attended World Cup that we've seen in women's football so far and I've actually got a few friends from all over the world asking about it and asking you know what are you expecting a friend of mine who's in New York said he might actually come into into Canada into Montreal just to soak up a bit of the atmosphere at some point so it's obviously got a lot of people talking and we want that to continue um, and we will be your first stop and your first mm-hmm. port of call uh, for exclusive content when we're out there talking of content head over to our website and have a look at our women's World Cup magazine 76 pages I think packed full of Canada facts. And we must say a big thank you to Audio Boom as well, who are sending us over to Canada. And you'll be able to hear every single bit of exclusive content from us at the Women's World Cup over on audioboom.com. There's a Women's World Cup channel there. You should favourite it now. Get on it, guys. Everything you need from there. There'll be press conferences, player interviews. Our podcast will be up there as well. It is, as Lindsay mentioned, set to be the biggest Women's World Cup in history. So let's crack on and tell you what's coming up in today's show. A few things you didn't know about the Women's World Cup. I presume there might be some of you listening who don't know too much about the Women's World Cup uh, and so therefore out of intrigue and out of the fact that we like to keep it simple, we like to keep it chatty and light. We won't get too stat heavy, will we? Uh, So we're going to tell you a few wowie facts or stats or some funny facts that you might not know about the World Cup. We'll throw backwards and forwards. It can be a little bit like a rendition of Mallet's Mallet. <laughs> and I've got a few plasters in my bag. You're obsessed with Mallet's Mallet. <laughs> this is an audio uh, an audio version, obviously, so no one's going to be able to see the plasters all over your face <laughs> come the end. So we're going to try and go one up on each other, is, is what you're saying. Uh, shouldn't be too difficult there. We're quite competitive, aren't we? Uh, first of all, though, let's get the predictions in, shall we, Lindsay? I would like to know from you who your tip for success is at the World Cup and a dark course as well please and why well tip for success first of all i know that you already think this i'll let you go on the march however germany winning the men's tournament there's part of me that's just got this feeling that they're going to do the double they're going to win the men's and the women's i'll let you expand on that but i do think they'll be ran very close by the usa in fact usa could go one better and they could win uh, bearing in mind that canada's nearer their home soil um we know that japan won the last world cup well that was quite against expectation it was usa who were the favorites that year they've been favorites for many years their professional structure over in the states allows women footballers really to flourish and uh, really when they come to the world stage they're they managed to make that crossover quite seamlessly. Uh, they were runners-up in the last World Cup, um, and they actually have two World Cups already to their name. Um, Abby Wambach, it's been muted about her because she's actually put time aside to just train and concentrate on this World Cup. That's going to be her main focus, and as one of the lead players and one of the global stars, global names, um, we need to make sure that 
they're at their best. And I think teams are looking to individuals to potentially spur them on because when you get to those latter stages of the tournament, it can be down to individual brilliance. It will be a team performance and galvanisation that will get them so far. But then on the actual final, and if it is Germany versus USA, it'll be interesting because it could come down to a couple of key players. But interesting what you say about Abby Wambach there. Can you imagine if one of our male or female footballers said, that's it, I'm not playing any league football this season, I'm going to concentrate on the World Cup. We'd be bowled over, wouldn't we? Well, I'm just wondering with the inclusion of all the female footballers in FIFA 16, I wonder Mm. if that's what she's been doing, uh, playing a lot of that. What else can you do on your own, really? (laughs) Uh, I suppose she'll she'll have been doing much more than what what we're uh, sort Mm. of suggesting, but it, it, it is an interesting take and one that could really backfire if she doesn't perform. Mm. Pretty lonely training. Uh, Alex Morgan as well, a key player for the US. Looking oh, forward to brilliant. seeing her. Now, she is the one to watch now. I think she's probably overtaken one back and uh, she will be the one that, that, that potentially will have all the headlines. Mm. Um, Alex Morgan... Oh, is there anyone that's as good as her in the world right now? Oh, could mention a French player. Uh, the Germans um, did well at the start of the 2011 World Cup, the last one, but then it all went very, very wrong. They were stunned by Japan, who, as we've mentioned, eventually won the World Cup last time round. Um, Germany was so bad, they didn't even qualify for the Olympics, Lindsay. They've got a score to settle, and that's why I think they're going to come into this tournament with only one thing on their mind, and that's winning. They qualified 10 games out of 10 with an average of six points two goals per game and when you look at their domestic structure and you also look at the teams that have gone on and won Champions League like Wolfsburg Mm -hmm. and different teams they've actually got individual players that are playing at the top teams so those have to come together and you would imagine that has got to start to click and it might just be in time for this summer I think it's already clicked we saw the performance of Germany against England when 45,000 people turned out to support England as they played Germany and we were outclassed weren't we England Um, Celia Sasic one of the players of the game she's also the Champions League Golden Boot winner her along with um, up-and-coming midfielder Zenzifer Marisan. Now, she's 23, so I guess she's already there to a certain extent, but those two certainly, two of the top players in the world. You can add in the defensive partnership there of Anika Kran and Babette Peter, and I love the name Babette, by the way. Um, they are such a great team. And then Nadine Angara, the only goalkeeper uh, to be named World Player of the Year, she's in there too. So when you look at this German team, it's so hard to see beyond them. They lost to Norway in the group stage of the Euros, which they eventually won, and they meet Norway in this tournament. In fact, they meet Norway in their group stages. So that's going to be a really interesting tie when the two get together. But Germany, for me, all the way. Well, in terms of surprise picks... Oh, who would be my underdog? I'm going to go to Group D because I think this could be quite a tough group. You've got USA in there who I've tipped to potentially win it. Mm. You've got Sweden who are known for having such a good league setup but have really struggled in recent tournaments. And then you've got the the likes of Australia and Nigeria. Both have got potential to do a, a couple of upsets mm. along the way. Um, Australia have gotten with a, a dual captaincy for this one, a very experienced player with one very young coming through. I can't see Australia going too far to be honest but I think Nigeria have the potential to really do something in this World Cup they've just had one of their players who also happens to play for Liverpool ladies the first Nigerian player that we've had in the WSL as is at Oshawala who's only 20 an informed striker a great physical player I think this is the advent of a new women's footballer one that can really power through defences and she won the women's footballer of the year 
quite unexpectedly. She's in a category with Nadine Kessler and Marta, and you look through the names. But I understand that the potential she has. And when you actually saw, I don't know whether you actually saw the footage when she was given the award, but her teammates went crazy. And you look around the room. It didn't look like there was an element of jealousy. It looked like there was an element of support. Mm. And I think a team that gets together like that could be the sort of team that will shock. I'm really looking forward to hearing more of Nigeria and uh, Asisat as well. Uh, Norway, now traditionally one of the powerhouses of football, but they're ranked 11 in the FIFA rankings at the moment, definitely struggling. They have got one World Cup win to their name in 1995, but I'm going to say in terms of winning it, Norway are a bit of a dark horse. They've got a number of experienced players to choose from, but let's have a look at their youngsters, a couple of whom are very exciting. Ada Hegerberg, when she was 16, she, she scored five goals in 41 minutes in, in a Norwegian league game. Um, last summer, she joined Lyon. If you've been following uh, the French league, she scored 33 goals in 30 appearances. That's kind of Suarez territory, isn't it, really? Hedeberg's great because she's really physically imposing as well. She's a really strong, and a bit like Assisat as well, actually. Very strong, very physical player. Both of my picks, in fact, Germany and Norway, have got really strong presence at the back. We've already mentioned Germany's goalkeeper and Ingrid Helmseth that provides a really solid presence in goal for Norway as well. They They've brought back their coach from the 1995 win, Evan Pellerud, and uh, he's been charged with taking them to success again. So far, well, as we've mentioned, they won against Germany in the group stage of the Euros. Not bad at all. I just want to see what happens on June the 11th between both of these teams. They've got all the history, Norway. They've just got to do it in the now on the world stage. And given your picks, your oversight here is that they have to play each other. You've picked Germany and Norway. Yes, I know. And they're going to end up playing Totally covered my bases. (laughs) But it doesn't mean to say that they both can't then qualify from the group, does it? No, not at all. And there is a a third runners-up place as well that can be A lucky third. Well, it's got us all of a because when we're trying to choose our route through the World Cup, there are so many potentials for that third place spot. It's brought a whole another load of locations into our potential plan of where we're going to go in Canada. Hi, I'm Alex Scott. Don't forget to keep up to date with all the latest from Canada 2015 with the Offside Rule. We get it. Let's have a quick chat on England, Lindsay. Just our thoughts on that. Fran Kirby, the surprise pick. It'd be great if she gets some match time. And they went for quite a lot of experience. In fact, more experience than I thought. Choosing people like Casey Stoney, um, but also Katie Chapman as well. well yes, I, Fran Kirby, to start with, the, the only WSL2 player that's going out with the England squad. Uh, you had to pick her, didn't you, on form? Now, she did have a slight injury before going out to Canada. I have been told that that's, that's all fine. Um, she did miss quite a few games for Reading, who's her team that she plays for back here in England. Um, and they were carrying on winning without her, to be honest. But she's got so many goals in her locker this season. I think the thing is, Mark Sampson couldn't overlook her. Mm. And she has not been phased when she's been on those big occasions. Such a young talent coming through. And you would think that there might be a little bit of daunting nature about this going into a World Cup. But I think she's just going to approach it with ease. And when you've got that natural goal-scoring ability, you know where the goal is. The likelihood is that at some point she is going to find the back of the net. And this is an England team as well, by the way, that I know that they haven't been tested with their opposition in the World Cup qualifiers too much. But they scored over 50 goals and only conceded one in their World Cup qualifying games, 10 wins out of 10. So the likelihood is we will see goals if that form continues. Yeah, particularly when you've got Eni Aluko and Tony Duggan up front. I love watching them together and I'm really excited by that prospect. We'll be covering all the England games, by the way, here on the offside rule. We get it does the win. 
Women's World Cup. I'm going to have to get a little catchy title in my head, aren't I? I don't think that one's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, from Canada, we're also going to be doing things like Fan of the Week. Uh, we're going to be giving you lots of interviews from the England team and doing a couple of little, little catchy numbers. We've kind of got a few ideas for games and fun things to do because it wouldn't be a tournament for us, would it, Lindsay, unless we set ourselves a few challenges? No, and we've got to bring you the sights and sounds of Canada. That's down to us Mm. to bring that to you. So as you download each of the podcast specials, you'll be able to get a flavour of what's going on. And some of that, of course, is going to be funny. It's inevitable. Uh, We're taking our dancing shoes out there. Who knows what stories we'll have to tell. Hoops and I for a month in Canada, (laughs) folks. Oh, yes. All right. Uh, Now the time has come, Lindsay, for us to try and trump each other with World Cup fascinating facts and a few amusing ones as well. So you go first. Tell me what you've got. Well, I say women's football because, to begin with, it seemed like it might have been women's rugby. (laughs) It's strange, actually, because you go back to the very first tournament. Games were 80 minutes long. What was this going on? Everyone knows that football's 45 minutes per half, but, of course, maybe women were deemed not to be able to cope with that extra 10 minutes. Um, There was a single sponsor. The final wasn't even shown on TV. There wasn't, surprise, surprise, any prize money. Uh, We are talking a while ago, though, now, 1991, um, something that myself and Kate may remember but a few of you might not (laughs) me perhaps more than most by the way not only was the final not shown on tv it wasn't shown on tv in the winning nation's country how about that your women are doing amazingly well oh no one can watch them well prize money wasn't actually bought into the women's world cup Lindsay, until the fifth tournament in 2007 total prize fund hundreds of millions of pounds tens of millions of pounds even no it was 5.8 million dollars um that rose to 7.6 million dollars by the time that 2011 came. I bet that's got nothing on the men's game, has it? No, and I suppose I need to follow on from that, don't I, to make the comparison and how far the women's game has come. Well, the prize money shooting up, you say it was 7.6 million in 2011, that's what you said? Mm-hmm. Um, that was dollars, about $13.6 million now uh, for this summer's World Cup. But if you compare that to Brazil <laughs> last summer when we were watching the men, um, that was actually 3.3% of their total prize money. They had a $406 million prize pot. Thank goodness women don't make up 3.3% of the world, eh, Lindsay? Otherwise we'd be struggling, wouldn't we? Um, Let's talk facts and figures, actually, whilst we're looking at this. The highest ever attendance for a women's football match of all time was in 1999. It was the World Cup final between the USA and China. Guess how many turned up to watch that game? It's difficult because... USA would attract a, a big crowd, yeah. but then maybe not so much China. Um, 50,000? Over 90,000 wow. turned up to watch that game. So uh, for people who are saying that no one likes women's football and there's no market there, I think that clarifies that there is. Well, sticking with the US and the captain, Christy Rampone, well, she turns 40 uh, whilst out in Canada at the World Cup later on in the month. Um, she's hoping to become the first 40-year-old to lift the trophy. That's amazing. All hail, Christy, as far as I'm concerned. Let's hope she gets some game time. She's definitely in the squad. Here's my next one for you, Lindsay. We'll have to agree at the end who's won on these, or perhaps uh, if you're listening at home, you can tell us. North Korea, they were banned from the tournament this summer because five of their players tested positive for taking performance-enhancing drugs. That's quite shady. Uh, That was during Germany 2011. Um, The North Korean officials said, well, we're completely innocent. All we've done is uh, given the girls some musk deer gland medicine. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never heard of musk deer gland medicine uh apparently they used it um to treat squad members following a lightning strike not only an odd thing to take but an odd thing to take it after so if we suffer any lightning 
in Canada. We'll uh, phone up the North Korea FA, shall we? It doesn't sound that nice, but I used to like white musk. Maybe maybe that was a good smell. Um, talking about underdogs, we both picked out teams, but actually what we both did was ignore some of the debutants because there are quite a few who've managed to progress through the group stages and get into their first World Cup. Um, those include eight countries... Two are big powerhouses in the men's game. It will be interesting to see how that translates um, when you look at Holland and Spain. Are either of those going to cause some some upsets? Cameroon, Costa Rica, Ecuador, Ivory Coast, Switzerland and Thailand are all in there as well. A lot of new faces. Of course, the tournament's bigger than it ever has been before. It has 24 teams now. Uh, this is the first Football World Cup either male or female Lindsay Hooper, do we played on artificial turf. It's been the subject. Like uh, it's like been this. the subject of much debate. In fact, some of the leading women's stars actually started to mount a legal challenge um, against FIFA. <laughs> surprise, surprise. FIFA getting caught in legal challenges at the moment. Uh, but they, they decided to uh, launch a, a legal challenge against FIFA, just basically saying, look, it isn't on. And actually, it is sexist too. Well, we are going to see quite a lot of players getting really cut up in terms of knees mm. and skin and challenges. It's going to be painful, and that's the thing that I don't agree yeah. with. You know what? Let, let's leave it there and let everyone else sort of digest the information we've given them. <laughs> but also, maybe they've got their own little snippets of World Cup wisdom, and you can share it with us because we will have a presence on Twitter during the summer months. We'll be at Offside Rule Pod, and you can use a hashtag WWC for the Women's World Cup, um, and we'll be looking at that all the time as well to see what people are saying about the tournament. Yeah, we're so excited to be heading over to Canada. First stop is Moncton. We've not got a bean pack, so it's about time we packed our cases. In fact, we're going to do some strategical packing, aren't we? Uh, in other words, Lindsay's taking a hairdryer. I'm taking the straighteners. She's taking the shower gel. I'm taking the deodorant. No, we, oh, won't, start, deodorant. we won't start sharing oh. deodorants. Anyway, the next time you'll hear us will be from Canada. We'll see you then, folks. Bye. The FIFA Women's World Cup 2015. Brought to you by the Offside Rule and Audio Boom. Sports Social Podcast Network.